You're listening to Marriage Minute with Pastors Richard and Donna Spears, impacting marriages that leave a lasting legacy. Good morning. Hi, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for joining us here. Pastors Richard and Donna Spears here with the Marriage Minute. Hi. <laughs> we're back. We're back. We were just talking about how we've just, we've been up early and at it this morning. So we're just ready to roll. We're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So if you remember last week, we were talking about redemptive behavior and yeah. that's what we need to use when you hurt me. Yeah. And then maybe when I, like, I hurt you. Oh, okay. Thank you for balancing that out a little bit. Yeah. The last Different two weeks. for me. Exactly. So I'm just kidding. Last couple of weeks, I've been the one hurting her and you know, oh, no, that's not no, true. No, no reciprocation. That's right. So and We don't want to hurt each other at all, by the way. Yeah, let us know that's where you're watching from if you have a chance. Um, <clears throat> if you're joining in live, let us know where you're watching it from. We love to know where our broadcast is reaching to, and that's sure. awesome. But also take a minute to like and share our content. Get it out far and wide. We want every marriage to have the redemptive... Uh, Behavior. behavior, the redemptive God in it. So every marriage Amen. needs God to redeem it, and He can and He will if you'll allow he it. He will. <clears throat> Amen. We know. So We've today, we're going to jump right in. Today, we want to talk about telling yourself the truth about affairs. The truth about affairs. Yeah. Is there truth about it? There are truths about affairs for sure. Which, uh, truth, which truth are we talking about? Exactly. So we'll get to that. All right. So our thoughts, which is obviously in our minds, that's our, where our actions stem from. So when you think on a thing mm -hmm. and you continue to think mm -hmm. on a thing and you don't take thoughts captive ah. and you don't hold them up against the word of God and you don't let it go or act on it or whatever the Lord is asking. If, you, if you're just thinking on this thing, <clears throat> let's just say it's a bad thing. Um, your well, actions. We're talking about affairs. We so are talking about thing. affairs, but... But your actions are going to follow. Yeah, you are. That's where the devil attacks us is in the mind. Mm -hmm. um, but the truth applied to our mind brings freedom. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're talking about today: the truth about affairs, and and the truth about what we're going to share with you can bring freedom to you and protect you. Yeah, um, because we're using God's word. You know, I, on the way over here, I was just praying that um, that that. All of you watching today, all of you listening, um, would truly grab a hold of what we're sharing today and, and the impact that making a choice to have an affair um, is is life-changing. Because it's a uh, choice. It's a choice. You don't just fall in. I fell into an affair. You know, you don't, you don't just fall into it. I mean, uh, we realize <laughs> that people can have struggles in their marriage and sometimes... Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, an analogy or a phrase that we use here in the United States, um, the grass might look a little greener on the other side of the fence, so to speak. It doesn't mean that it is. It may look good for a moment, but, you know, the, the, the turmoil, the pain, the suffering, the challenges, the family struggles, the, you know, multi-parent homes, those kinds, of, it's just, it just makes for a difficult situation. So we just pray that you really receive what we're trying to share today because our heart is is to, to keep families united because families united means stronger uh, communities and um, you know really we're, we're reflecting um, God in, in our relationships when we show redemption and redemptive behavior as we talked about last week so Donna talked about being attacked in the mind that is the battlefield that mm -hmm. is where we get attacked all the time that's the only place the devil has any any power over us if we give it to him if we yield it to him 
So think about this. Jesus was attacked by the devil, mm-hmm. and he was attacking in in his mind mm-hmm. with 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 scriptures, half truths, if you will. It wasn't like the the exact word of God, but it was just um, skewed uh, just ske- enough. Skewed just enough to tempt Jesus while he was in the desert place, and he was seeking you know the Lord out. And he was being tempted, was drawn out to be tempted, and um, that's exactly how the devil works. He works on our mind. He can't do anything else to us mm-hmm. other than to affect how we think and what we think on. So like Donna said, if we don't take a thought captive, um, that's where the problem begins because then we just continue to think on it and think on it and think on it. And it comes to a place where we say, yeah, I think I can do that. It's not going to hurt anybody. It's not going to hurt me. Nobody's going to know. You pretty much just talk yourself into it. You do. Because you're talking that's all yourself, you're thinking about. Absolutely. You're talking yourself right into it. So, so Jesus was attacked by the devil in the wilderness. And Adam and Eve was attacked in, in, in the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the very first lie in the Bible. In Scripture, yes. Very first lie in Scripture. When 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 the devil spoke to Eve, and, you know, God said, don't eat. Uh, you know, you can eat of any fruit in the garden except for this one in the middle of the garden. And then the devil approached her as a serpent and said... Did God really say that? Did he say you would surely die? Did he say you would surely die? No, he didn't really say that. Because God knows that if you eat that fruit, you'll be able to to recognize good from evil and all the So he was appealing to the lust of her eyes and of of her flesh Mm -hmm. and something that looked good, right? That's what an affair does. (laughs) It looks good. And that's exactly what the devil did to Eve in the garden. Mm -hmm. He appealed to something from her eye. Mm -hmm. And so it it, it comes back to this, this mental assault. That's what the devil does. He continually bombards us with deception and lies and half-truths to try to convince us or even in our own mind justify that mm-hmm. what our actions are going to, that our act, that, that the actions that we take are justifiable. Like, oh, I, I can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I, I need, you know, a little, a little change up in my marriage. I need something to kind of stimulate my marriage. No, you don't want to do that. You're getting ahead of yourself. I know I am, but let's just go with it. So adultery happens. When does adultery happen? It happens in dark places. It happens, you know, in secret. It, it doesn't happen out in the open. I mean, most of things, most criminal activity, again, adultery is not criminal activity per se, civilly, but um, it, it happens at night when nobody's watching. That's that's what happens with 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 an affair. It happens. In the secret places. In the atmosphere can, of darkness and deception. Yeah, nobody gets to see it, right? Mm-hmm. You try to hide it from everybody. So that's when these mm-hmm. things are taking place. And there's always wrong thoughts in people's minds that precede an affair. Whether always. it's emotional or physical. Because we're talking about a mental, it's a mental battle. It's a mental challenge uh, that we're struggling with. And we understand that dynamics in a relationship can bring us to a place where we think wrong thoughts, but we've got to take those captive once again. Absolutely. So, you know, whether that be a, an emotional affair or a, and a physical, a physical affair, um, they're always going to happen in this atmosphere of darkness mm-hmm. and, and so, deceit. So what should we be telling ourselves? What should I be telling myself? Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible says the truth <clears throat> shall set you free or the truth shall make you free. And that's in John eight thirty two. So yeah. whose truth are we talking about? You alluded mm-hmm. to that earlier. Yeah. 
whose truth? Is it the world's truth? Is it my truth or gets, your truth? Who, who gets, gets to, to decide? decide? Right. Well, if you are a born again believer and if you are a Jesus follower, it's God's truth. His truth reigns. His truth overrules it all. So that's what we're looking at. So what should I be telling myself? Here's the first truth mm -hmm. that you need to be telling yourself. Now listen carefully because right. when we were when we were pre preparing and researching for this this uh, material today, um, this is something that we can all fall into. So we are all tempted at some point, and at some point, all of us mm -hmm. could fall could fail morally. And I say a big amen to that. So that was, you know, there, there was some of us out there say, well, the, I'll never do that. That won't happen to me. I'm going to mm -hmm. make sure that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, if King David, who was a man after God's own heart, if he could fail morally, and he did, and, and he, he did. caused a big stink, he, if he could fail, I could fail. You could fail. Well, we all could fail. Even in the Bible, it says that David, King David, was a man after God's own heart. And so the, here's, a, here's a man of God, king of Israel, put in place. He was chosen, anointed to be king of Israel. And, um, and he failed. He had a moral failure. So if that kind of person who's anointed by God to step into a position that God wants him to rule and reign over a nation can fall, so can we. Amen. We Just can like fall. I said. Absolutely. So I'll repeat that truth. We all tempt are, are we are all tempted at some point, mm -hmm. and at some point, all of us could fail morally. Right. So when you tell yourself adultery, never going to happen to me. Mm -hmm. Never going to do it. I, I, it's not part of my DNA. I, I I just I'm not. That's not how I'm wired. I would right. never do that. You know when when you use words like that, that exudes arrogance and pride. So when, when arrogance and pride get a little grip on you, the prideful spirit, the haughty spirit gets its, its little claws in you, uh, you start getting sloppy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, your guard is down. You act like when you act like you're the exception, that's exactly what the enemy wants. And mm -hmm. he's going to set something up for you that you're going to bite on and you're not going to realize till you're halfway down the road with this thing. If you think it's not going to get discovered, you're you're sadly mistaken. It's mm -hmm. going to get discovered. You're not going to keep it in secret. You know, even though it was done in dark places and an atmosphere of darkness, and you're trying to hide what you're doing, it's yeah. going to come into the light. It yeah. will. Yeah. So when you tell yourself that, hey, that's not me, never going to happen, <clears throat> you're really not being truthful because you really you don't you don't really have a good uh, view of yourself really, and understand who we are, yeah. how we're made, um, and the frailty that we can be in the flesh, you know. Mm -hmm. So when you tell yourself that adultery could possibly or can happen to me, mm -hmm. it really just sobers you up. It's mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, it kind of gives you that check. Right. Okay, I'm just agreeing with this statement. It's, it's not saying that I'm going to go out and do anything. But when I have a, the truth and an understanding that it can happen to me, then it really helps me to keep my guard up, to uh, focus on my marriage and what's important. Puts you on alert. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. it, it makes me understand that I need to be careful what I do, what I say, who I hang around with, yeah. where I decide I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. All of that. All of that is a decision that you make every single interaction you have, every single day you wake up. It matters mm -hmm. where you go. 
um, and what you do and what you allow into your eye gate and your ear gate and, and, and your environment. It affects your thinking. If we're going back to the mind again, right? Mm -hmm. All those things you just said affect our thinking. What we think, how we think, um, what we what what situations we'll allow ourselves to get into. And so the the many of you probably know the evangelist Billy Graham, the, the late evangelist Billy Graham. And one of the things that he he did when he traveled, and again, it was a matter of protection. He didn't want himself to get in a position where he could be trapped because he's doing God's work. He's reaching hundreds of thousands of people every year for Christ. And so he had a person on his team that would always go into a hotel room first because you never know if someone's going to get planted in there, maybe a lady, there, there could be a, a, you know, a prostitute, whatever, and then someone's there to take Snap a picture, picture of him. Look at the damn. Now he, he wasn't trying to, you know, have Ultimately, an affair. Ultimately, the truth will come out. But what damage is done? At well, that what point? damage is done? The point is, is that he was he was guarded enough. He was on alert enough to mm -hmm. protect himself, so that, it, that even the, even the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Even the um, um, portrayal uh, of him being with yeah. a woman or having a mistress a or whatever. He didn't, he didn't want any of that. So he was very guarded. So you have, just mm -hmm. like Billy Graham did, mm -hmm. That's uh, good. great man of God, we have to be guarded just like that. We have to be on alert. Me and uh, we, have to, we have to put boundaries in place so that we don't put ourselves in situations that could cause trouble. And what that is doing is that saying, I am going to protect my marriage. <clears throat> I'm going to work on my marriage. And I'm going to keep my heart and my eyes and my mind pure mm -hmm. for my spouse, for yeah. my marriage. And yeah. because under the wrong set of, set of circumstances, just like you were talking about with Billy Graham, just about anything can happen to anyone. And if, if you think you're the exception, then you, you better be careful. So the key to everything that you're saying is, is that we need to be humble. We need to be humble. Sorry, I didn't say that right. Mm -hmm. And truthful because it can happen to anybody. And that is key. You know, like we were saying, it sobers you up. It doesn't mean me saying to you, hey, I am just guarding myself. I don't want to go to this place, this bar, this event, this function, mm -hmm. because I just don't feel like it's the right venue or event for me mm -hmm. to go by myself or us to go as a couple. Because I know under any circumstances, somebody, I could fail. I, yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm going to. Right. It doesn't mean that I'm going to choose that. It means I have an awareness. Right. We are wise as serpents and gentle as doves. And that's what that means. I think before when I was reading some of this material and listening to what we were listening to, I was like, you know, I don't want to even accept that I could do that. Right. But it, but I need to. Mm -hmm. I need to accept that I am flesh and bone. I'm flesh and blood. And I am, I can fail morally. You're susceptible. I'm susceptible to it. And when I think I'm not, then that's when the devil is going to get in there and start creating environments and circumstances to be around this person more, around that person more. And I'm going to look at this person in a, a light that I shouldn't be looking at them. And he's going to start infiltrating my brain and all of these thoughts, mm -hmm. th this deception and this darkness. And, and it, it starts so subtly, it's very subtle. so subtly. And before it's a slow fade, it's like they're saying. And before you know it, you're in this situation. You're like, how in the world did I get here? It can happen to anyone. It can happen to Period. Yeah. Period. And that's what you're saying. If you're humble and you're truthful about mm -hmm. that, it, it helps keep you on your toes. Yeah. And I was just thinking of a practical example. We've talked about this before. But for example, like if you are having a struggle in your marriage, it's we've had struggles in our marriage, right? 
Now, if I go off and talk to another lady about that, that might be a friend of ours or whatever, and let's just say she's emo emotionally vulnerable as well, um, what could potentially be sparked from that, right? I'm, I'm hurting, I'm struggling, I'm sharing my, my marital struggles with another woman who's also having some kind of emotional trouble in her marriage. The likelihood, the possibility, the situation, uh, the environment now. It's a perfect is, storm. It is a perfect storm. So that's practical advice, right? So if you're having marital struggles, then you go to uh, uh, the person of the same sex to talk to about it, right? That you believe gives you wisdom and good counsel and believes that marriage is sacred. Yes. And it is a lifelong you. commitment between two people, a husband and a wife. Amen. That's it. Um, or you or you speak to your pastor about mm -hmm. it, a trusted friend, counselor, um, that, that mm -hmm. will give you a proper direction on this. But to go off to somebody else of the opposite second sex and start talking about those kinds of things, you're only opening yourself up for the possibility mm -hmm. of an affair. Amen. So the second truth is we need to tell ourselves is the truth about sin. So the Bible says in Romans uh, chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. Mm -hmm. It's death. It brings destruction into your life. When we sin, we, we have now given uh, the devil legal authority and right to, to work in our lives in a negative fashion. We're all going to be tempted at times. Mm -hmm. That happens. We're all going to be tempted. Even Temptation Jesus was tempted. Is, is not a sin. Um, and the Bible not. gives you uh, a way up out of it. I think it's 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Um, so you have a way out. Mm -hmm. God gives you a way out when you're tempted. Well, when you're tempted, I mean, the Bible says as well, just to add to what you're saying, is um, the Bible says resist the devil mm -hmm. and so he things. will flee from you. Now, Amen. how do you resist the devil? It goes back to what you started this whole this whole, this whole teaching on, right? It's a battlefield of the mind. So you have to resist him in your mind. And the only way you can do that is by knowing the truth, knowing the word of God. Because you have to, what Jesus did is he spoke the truth mm -hmm. back to the devil when mm -hmm. he was lying to him or giving him these half truths. Sometimes the, physically you just got to turn around and run. You got to turn around and walk away. Well, if it's a situation, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There are times when you're in a situation physically, uh, you just got to turn around and walk away. No explanation needed. <laughs> get but home. But when, when you get into the slow phase, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the battle the of battle the mind is the raging mind. to get you to the place where you're ready to think about doing something physical. You got to fight right then oh, and yeah. there with, yeah. with the word of God and what the truth is. Yeah. So, no, I'm not It'll doing that. It'll keep you up at night fighting because the devil is, is, is that. That's where he wants you is to uh, go to sleep and, and to just think on that thing. And so he can have his way. And uh, there are, there were many, many nights where I was up all night, just warring and battling and fighting, yeah. you know, for, for my freedom and for my, yeah. my, uh, yeah, my freedom. I think about the story with David and Bathsheba and, you know, he, he sent uh, Bathsheba's husband, Uriah out to the war mm -hmm. front, right. To have him actually killed. Yeah. And, uh, and so, um, when he was when he was in the the palace or the king's uh, house or what have you, he was looking out and he saw Bathsheba, like sunbathing or, mm -hmm. or something to that yeah, effect, baby, baby. and he was admiring her beauty. Right, the same thing Eve did when she was being told by the devil in the garden that look how beautiful that fruit is, and she saw it and she wanted to lust after it. Well, that's what happened with David. Mm -hmm. Same thing, he lusted after her flesh, mm -hmm. uh, and then he. Those thoughts that David started having as he looked upon Bathsheba is where he broke down. And mm -hmm. he said, 
I want to do these kinds of things, and I justified it, and I want to kill her husband, and whatever, and, and, and the story goes. And so it's just not his lie, his beautiful seductions, mm -hmm. the Which devil's beautiful is. seductions and his lies, although very, uh, can be tempting at times, you have to deny those things. You have to resist the devil. He will walk and he will flee from you because mm -hmm. you have authority over him. Affairs look great. They sound great. They feel great in the moment or mm -hmm. for a moment. But then the death sets in. Yeah. Wages so, of sin is death. I want to read to you from 1 John. This is a scripture I, I didn't mention to you, sweetie. It just kind of okay. came to me. But John, 1 John 2.16. Um, well, actually, I start in 2.15. Um, it says this. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. These are key things. Verse 16. This is the key one. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, mm -hmm. and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Yep. Pretty, pretty straightforward and clear there. So when we're battling lust of the flesh, we're battling lust of the eyes, the pride of life, things that we want, we desire, that you know, our, our right thinking is the right way to go. God doesn't think better than I do. He doesn't know better than I do. Those, that kind of attitude, that's what allows us to fall into this trap that an affair is, is okay. And we're going to tell ourselves these lies because we're, exactly. we're, we're stuck in this area of arrogance and pride that we think we know better and that we're justified for our behavior. So the second truth, uh, just as a reminder, is the, the truth about sin, which is death. Yeah. Let's just keep it simple. Mm -hmm. Sin equals death. Yeah. Um, but here are some lies we tell ourselves to justify our mm -hmm. sinful behavior yeah. of adultery. Um, I deserve to be happy. This is a huge one even yeah. right now. I deserve to be happy. Mm -hmm. Nowhere in God's word does it say uh, you deserve to be happy. Right. Do this and you'll be happy. Right. Uh, no. Uh, do this and all will go well. Mm -hmm. You know, which can lead to happiness. Yeah, you obey the Lord's commands and you obey his decrees and his commandments and all of that. And and yeah, things will go well for you. And yeah, you will be happy. But happiness is not a guaranteed, you know, you, you give your life to the Lord. You're going to have joy, which can lead to happiness. Yeah. Um, even like our Constitution says... Yeah. The pursuit of happiness, life, right. liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Even there, it's not guaranteed. But people think that trying to be happy, like their life pursuit is, I'm going to try to be happy. And that is never, that never happens on the front end. No. Nope. Joy, happiness, and all of that comes after, after the things that we do. For example, uh, let's just say I take a day and I'm going to eat anything that I want. Yeah. So I'm going to eat anything I want all day long, and that's making me happy because I can have my, what chocolate. do I like, chocolate <laughs> and more chocolate Nutella. And, and junk food and stuff. And so I do that right. day after day after day, and that makes me happy, right? Well, then I realize I'm gaining weight, and it mm -hmm. it's not making me happy, and I don't like how I look. And now it's harder to get up, and I don't feel well, and I'm tired and all the time. you're starting to have problems with high blood pressure. <clears throat> all of that. So what I do then is I start the discipline of I'm going to eat well and I'm going to discipline myself to exercise uh, every day or five times a week or whatever mm -hmm. this. And over time, I start looking better 
uh, and I start feeling better about myself, which in turn, I'm happy about my life. Right. So that's kind of an example of, of um, I deserve to be happy, you know, mm -hmm. and it can go to a, a very bad extreme. I think it's like, like say, it's not a matter of deserving. It's the pursuit of it. The we, pursuit we can, of we it. can be happy when we pursue it, when we do right things. When we do right things, and exactly. And that goes back to, I don't know if you wanted to, mm -hmm. no, to, go ahead. to You're touch good. on that with uh, Cain and Abel, but, you know, um, these are these are children of Adam and Eve. And um, let me read here. Abel, Abel was a shepherd, and Cain cultivated the ground, and both of them brought offerings. One was acceptable to the Lord. Uh, Abel's uh, offering was was acceptable to the Lord because it was the first fruits mm -hmm. of his flock. Mm -hmm. um, Cain just brought an offering. It wasn't the first of of his of his fruits of the ground of the harvest. So this so it was is, like a heart attitude issue. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah he's like, well, I'll just give whatever I want. <laughs> Which thinking God wouldn't know. Yeah, okay. Whether we agree with it or not, God's always first um, in everything, including our finances. Amen. But that's not what we're talking about today. So. Um, so Cain was upset about it. He was mm -hmm. angry. He was mad. He's like, why, why is my offering not acceptable? Well, it wasn't in the, in the manner that God expected it to be and, and, and demanded it to be. And so the Lord spoke to him and said, why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain, why do you look so dejected? Uh, verse seven, here's the key thing. You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at your mm -hmm. door. Mm -hmm. So the pursuit of happiness, we don't deserve to be happy. It's the pursuit of it. Uh, doing the right thing, making right choices is when we are going to, to be happy. Doing well. Doing well. Living well, doing according things, to God's word. Exactly. According to his word, his standard. Not Amen. my standard, not what the world says is the right thing to do. So just because um, your desire is to be happy, I'm going to jump in here. You know, sure. our society nowadays says, you know, oh, this this other person's husband's going to make you happy. Then you mm -hmm. should go. You should go pursue that. Right. You should have that. And or this thing is going to make you happy. You should go and you should mm -hmm. go grab what you want right now, because if that's what you just do, you and you don't worry about the consequences or anything. You know, that is just a bold faced lie from the enemy, right. because once you do that and those of you and uh, those of us who have done that. Um, you know that it's instant death, instant regret, instant remorse, <clears throat> and and you are robbed of your joy. John eight thirty four. Do you mm -hmm. have that by I chance? I do. <clears throat> um, this is the from the New King James. Let me just change it because sometimes Jesus Jesus replied, "I tell you the truth, everyone who sins mm -hmm. is a slave of sin." Amen. That that is so. That is such a powerful. Verse. It's a short verse. Everyone who powerful. sins, what you idolize, what you think on, what your heart thinks on, you're a slave to. Mm -hmm. I'm a slave to the Lord. I'm a slave to Jesus. I'm a slave to God. I'm a slave to his word. Uh, I'm not a slave to sin. I'm not a slave to any of, of what mm -hmm. the enemy tells me that I should be because I, I am on guard and we protect and we nurture and we build up one another in our marriage. Right. Um, well, to think that another man and another woman can make us happy is, is a wrong belief. Exactly. Right? And, and that's one of the lies. Another man or a woman's going to make me happy. I married the wrong person. So I deserve to start over. Right. <laughs> I mean, 
This if I have this thing. affair, it's going to spice up my marriage. Or if my husband has an affair, it's going to it's going to make me want him more. That is just outright ridiculous. It's called deception. It's deception and it's lies. That's what it's it happens. It happens. I know it happens. But but I'm telling you right now, it it will destroy your marriage. Yeah. It will destroy your marriage. Um, I wanted Richard to read Pastor Richard to read here Proverbs five seven. This. In the Bible, it's it's a book in the Bible is Proverbs, for those of you that don't know. Mm -hmm. uh, chapter 5, verse 7. I don't know if it goes on. It does. Okay. So this is, is it from Solomon? Yeah, this is King wisdom Solomon? from King Solomon. So he's warning young men who are considering adultery. L listen to what he says. And, and, and let me just, a little bit of background. So Solomon had like thousands, uh, hundreds of wives and concubines. So mistresses, oh, if yeah. you will, back in that time. So he, I mean... He had as many ladies in his life that he could ever want, right? So he's thinking on these things, and he's saying, you know, um, it hasn't quite worked out the way that I thought it was going to work <laughs> right. out. You know, I'm, I, right. I, it actually didn't bring me the happiness that I thought it was going to bring. So let me share with you, yeah. based on these my wise experience words. and my wisdom now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Solomon was the one that was the wisest who ever lived. Can I see your Bible? Absolutely. And so here's, here's what it says, starting in verse... Um, Seven, uh, Proverbs chapter five, verse seven. So, so now, my sons, listen to me. Never stray from what I'm about to say. Stay away from her, meaning an, a, 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 an affair situation. Uh -huh. Don't More go near the door of her house. If you do, you will lose your honor and will lose to merciless people all you have achieved. Strangers will consume your wealth and someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. In the end, you will groan in anguish so, yeah, he's trying to give a warning to young men to stay away from an adulteress. To stay, same thing for a, a, a woman. You know, stay away from an adulterous man. Uh, it, it's applicable both ways. It, so it's not a benefit. Yeah. So what? Some of the things that stuck out to me here is like if if you do, mm -hmm. if you cross that line, and you commit adultery, you will lose your honor. Mm -hmm. You will. You will lose your honor among your fellow. Your friends, you will lose your honor with your wife. You will lose your honor with your kids. Mm -hmm. um, so true. Strangers will consume your wealth. Yeah. So 25% of men, statistically, 25% of men who commit adultery ruin their families financially. They can't recover from it. It's right here. Mm -hmm. Strangers will consume your wealth. Mm -hmm. Someone else will enjoy the fruit of your labor. You're going to be working to pay for somebody else's lifestyle. Basically. Well, I mean, practically you're paying child support, you're paying alimony, all those things. I mean, those are real life things that people deal with every day. And in the end, you will groan in anguish when disease consumes your body, yeah. whether that's mentally or physically, it's going to happen. So here's the thing. Um, is, is there an upside to there, this? There is an upside. So <laughs> some of this may have been a downer, but we're trying to be make you aware and to yeah. caution you as as Solomon was trying to caution young men based on his experience and life there's no good that comes from an affair whether that be physical emotional it, there's no good that's going to come from it right but if that has happened mm -hmm. in a person's life in your life if that's happened God is a redeeming God Amen. he he will he will redeem you if you repent of your sin uh, of an affair uh, repent to your spouse. 
um, God can redeem that situation. He can redeem uh, the lost time. He can bring you closer than you ever were before. Uh, and he can help make right what was made wrong by your choice. And so um, just know that we have a God that, that, that forgives. Uh, he redeems. And he can restore. Amen. That's a that's a that's a good three letter, mm-hmm. uh, not acronym, but anyway, he 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 redeems, he restores, and what else did I say? He, he forgives, he, he redeems. And oh, restores. I didn't. I, I thought it was three R's. <laughs> <laughs> so forgives, redeems, and, and restores. restores. So yeah, that is as long as you have a repentant heart, and you come to him, and you is, ask for forgiveness, you God. ask your spouse, he will can. And will do redeem your marriage. No doubt. It will be better than you could ever imagine. Because when you're in that place, when you are on your knees before God and before your spouse asking for forgiveness, you have a humble heart. You are humble, which was our key. Keep, be humble and be truthful. And when you are in that place, God picks, picks it, picks you up, your spouse up, and he puts things back together the right way. If you'll allow it. So we just... We just wanted to share that with you today. Let's pray for everybody. Let's do that. Yeah, I want to pray yeah, for everybody. I thought you might want today. to. Yeah. So, Father, we just thank you for each mm. and every one that is has been uh, listening, watching the broadcast today. Thanks, Father, we pray for those that um, may have broke the covenant of their marriage. Oh, Jesus. Uh, we, we pray that they understand that they can turn from that decision, yes, that they God. can come to you, they can they can repent of what they have done, they can ask you for forgiveness. Turn away from uh, from from the, the the lifestyle and the pattern that they're in right now. Turn away from that, that you would restore them back to yourself, uh, Father God. I just pray that if that that has happened, that even the spouse that has been hurt by that, Father God, that they would have uh, an openness uh, to forgive and to want to reconcile. Yes, uh, so that you can come in and redeem their lives together, Re- restore the family. And uh, bring bring joy and happiness back into their relationship, Father God. Thank you. Thank you for helping them, each and every one out there. Thank you for helping them to know that you are a God of mercy, you're a God of, of, of forgiveness, and you're a God of redemption. Yes. And so, Father, we thank you that that's who you are. And you're always calling your children back home, mm-hmm. Father God. Thank you for calling them back home into your um into your uh, sheep pen, into your fold, Father God, that that they would not be lost, but they would become found in you once again, Father God. And thank you for showing yourself strong to those that have made a mistake in their life, but have found the truth and know the truth, and they want to be set free from it, and they want to be restored, Father God, to you and to their relationship with their spouse. So, Father, we thank you for this. Bless each and every one that has Listen, watch the broadcast today. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 We'll God see bless you. you. Thank we'll you. see you next week. Love you all. Thank you for listening today. Catch all of our podcasts at RevivalNow.com and send us your Marriage Minute questions at MarriageMinute at RevivalNow.com.